Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham, and hello! Everybody out in the Spider Verse. It's a big week coming up. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode fifty-eight. This one's for Carl Banks. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Pew 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 pew. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BatmanOnFilm.com. Batman dash on dash film.com uh there's a tab there make sure you check out all the other great shows gotham outsiders batman book club eltd asriel podcast italians for spidey it's a buffet go eat stuff your face enjoy it thank me later put it on eric's tab uh today we are recording on december 11th 2021 i am your co-host from the other side of the hudson river i'm peter r vera and before we get to the good stuff i'd like to remind you all of our faithful listeners if you take the time to rate and review the show and we read your review on air you entered, you won our monthly contest. You got to be in it to win it. It's like the lottery. If you don't have your ticket, you're not going to get it. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the president of the Liver King Long Island chapter, the pancreas prince, the jock of all jocks, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Holzman. Yeah! Sorry. So how much raw meat did you eat for breakfast today? <laughs> Oh, God, I had some steak tartare, if that, okay. that counts. Uh, uh, I imagine for breakfast you had a couple eggs, raw that's, eggs. That's the Rick Shoe special, the steak tartare. So tartare, very, okay. Very much. Any bone marrow? Uh, No, broth, but broth. Bone broth, so okay. Maybe All right. that counts. Maybe All right. That counts. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's been ancestral living, man. You're living it up. Yeah, it's been an eventful morning so far. It's afternoon now, but it's been an eventful day so far. Uh, I, was act- I was actually watching the um, the E Channel. I was flipping through the E Channel. It had Spider Man and Spider Man Two on. Um, back to back. Yeah, back to back. Nice. So I, I watched the end of Spider Man, and then I was kind of watching the beginning of Spider Man Two. I was eating breakfast and um, stuff like that. And it's funny you bring that up because last night we we both of us were on the uh, the Vigilante 1939s. Spider-Man tailgate. Mm-hmm. So they shout out to the, their YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. They, so shout out to them um, for having us on, for having both of us on, which I didn't know you were on. I don't know if you knew I was going to be on, but we both were there. And it was- <laughs> I mean, I saw you were in the chat. I assumed you'd be on. I wasn't sure when yeah. I would be on because I had to come home. I'd eat dinner and then I hopped on. Well, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, they did a really good job. Uh, you know, it was a lot of us. And as as we know, we've done these before where there's a lot of people and it's hard to sometimes uh, get everyone in. And so shout out to them for doing a great job. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to meet a couple of people I didn't even know before. Um, so it was cool, uh, cool to meet them and, and to hang out. I hadn't we hadn't done a live stream in so long. So it was kind of kind of weird to be on one. But it was fun. Good times. Good times with good people. Yeah, so I guess that's where we'll start this one. Obviously, you said it in the rundown. Um, this is Spider-Man week, I guess, uh, yeah. as No Way Home comes out the end of the week. It comes out on Friday, technically. I'm seeing it on Thursday night. I'll see it Sunday night. Um, so, no spoilers, Eric. No yeah. spoilers, Justin. <laughs> yeah, right? Justin and our guys in our group chat, Justin always tries to, to spoil stuff. I'm going to have to like mute Justin on all forms of life. And yeah, just block him on the phone. <laughs> he doesn't care, man. I don't understand. I'm always like, dude, we don't want to know this stuff, but 
He's he doesn't he's one of the ones that doesn't care, so it's it's kind of cool. But I, obviously, I, we're both excited for this movie, uh, especially with all the the throwbacks and the, all the old mm-hmm. characters coming back. So. Um, they did release a new clip. I think it was this morning. Yes. And I, I mentioned this in the chat. I don't know if you're in it because there's so many damn threads. I I'm can't in it. Track. But I brought this up and I was like, this is kind of giving me vibes of BVS where we're getting all these clips before the movie. And you know why a studio usually does that is because they want to get the movie really hyped up to sell tickets early because it's not going to have legs a la BVS. And I'm kind of getting a little nervous today. Like yesterday, Tim mentioned on the, on the live stream, will this movie meet expectations? And now this clip comes out and I'm like, I've been here before. Like I'm just getting <laughs> flashbacks, you know, like we got the Lex Luthor, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne scene in the, yep. uh, at the charity ball. We got the warehouse fight. Now we're getting these clips with Spider-Man and Doc Ock. And like, they released like the first minute or so. And I'm just like, is, is Marvel for the first time worried? Well, it's, were they it's too fun- ambitious? Yeah. It's funny you bring that up too, because like I said last night in the show, and we've talked about off air, uh, I know a lot of people had trouble getting tickets for opening night. And I told you that, you know, Pete, I live on Long Island, which is a very populous area. Um, you know, there, are, there you do have a lot of theaters to choose from, but I was able to get tickets the next day for opening night. And I know a lot of places around the country weren't. Mm-hmm. So I also kind of wonder if they saw that and the presale wasn't as big as they thought it might be. And, you know, maybe they're saying, ah, we need to pump up, like you said, pump up ticket sales to get people to come see it. So they're doing that as well. I don't know. Uh, I think every clip that they've shown us has been solid. I haven't seen one yet. I haven't watched any clips. I I only watched trailers. So I've only watched, I know the clips are officially released and we all know how much I hate bootlegs and stuff like that and and photos and stuff. But uh, I, you know, the movie's eight, seven days away. I'm, I can wait. I can wait. I'm a yeah. big boy. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I am now. Like uh, Rick sent us a clip this morning and I watched it. It was one I had already kind of seen before. There's mm. really not a lot going on in it more than what we've seen from the um, from the trailer, the second trailer. But yeah, I'm trying to steer clear of all that stuff. It's literally five days away for me now. I think I can wait and, you know, get to see it. But yeah, it's a big week for um, – for this because it is a big event film as we know it's 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 the first multiverse film they're doing the biggest non-avengers event film yeah maybe second to, maybe civil war was kind of high because we knew everyone everything was going to be That's in that film, film. <laughs> you're right it is it you're yeah. all in it it's an avengers movie. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right technically it's two point like i think tim said last night is avengers 2.5 so yeah technically it was, but I think you're right. Outside of it being a having all of them in it, yeah, you're you're probably correct on mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, guys. So, I, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, obviously, I I'm sure you could still get tickets for opening night somewhere. Uh, but hey, if you're listening to us, I'm sure you're fans of Spider Man. So, I'm like, we only have five more days. Five more days to wait. It's finally here. I know. It's crazy when you think about it. So speaking of let's let's just jump right into topics here because you know we all have we have stuff to do today but let's stick in the MCU really quick because um, Kevin Feige uh, spoke about the MCU and he spoke about one specific character that a lot of people weren't sure what was going to happen and we got confirmation that Charlie Cox will continue to play Matt Murdock and Daredevil in the MCU now where we're going to see him we do not know. But Feige specifically said is if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, yes, um, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. So, Pete, 
what what did you think when you heard this news? Are you excited? Uh, I am excited. I like Daredevil on Netflix. I thought it was great. Uh, I hope the soup gets an upgrade. But did like Marvel fire their casting director? Because they're just bringing back all these like legacy <laughs> characters. J- Jameson, Electro, Molina, you know, like, uh, 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 Doc Ock, uh, Green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get Toby and Andrew. I was So what's going on over there? You guys just, you guys just get lazy? You know, like what's happening? Um, well, he's I'm a little excited, bit, yeah, but uh, he's a little it, more, it's a little kind of questionable to me. He's a little more recent. So I guess it's not as legacy because he's still he, the, the Daredevil show is is a little more recent than those characters were. But when was the last time Daredevil was on air? I want to say it's been a while. Right? I want to say 2018 was the last was the last season. I oh, believe man. that was the last season. So yeah, but it's cool. I think to keep the continuity going. I know a lot of people like originally they were supposed to be part of the f- full MCU, and I know a lot of people thought that those characters, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Um, Iron Fist would possibly be in Endgame. Obviously, we know they weren't. I mean, they could be variants, right? That's that's a new thing now. Yeah, that's true. But Loki, they, they could be variants, so we don't know. But I think um, it's good news for the continuity of everything. I think it's good news for fans of those characters who wanted to see them continue in the M- the larger MCU. I don't know about the rest of them, uh, but it'd, ver- it'd be very easy to pull the rest of them in, too. So. Yeah, uh, for me... This is really good because I would really enjoy if Burnthal continued as Punisher. I wouldn't mind if someone else got a shot at it, but I thought Burnthal did a fantastic job. And I think he did two seasons. Yeah, it was two seasons. And then yeah. um, so he was I, in I, I, Daredevil. I've seen him coming back. And then he was in Daredevil season two. Yeah. So he's been around for three seasons technically of, of mm-hmm. content but yeah but as we spoke about on the last show he doesn't want to come back if they're going to change the tone of the he basically character. wants to make like a hard a hard R right if they want he to make a movie do, yeah. he wants a hard R yeah so I don't know maybe Which pull I think a- is the right way to do it I mean to be brutally honest he is he is just a kind of a murderer yeah no <laughs> yes the character is not a, a soft character so you you would want to keep that if you change that part of him then it's not it's not Punisher anymore. Yeah. Um, so that would be tough. But it would, like I said, it would be cool maybe if they bring in the future characters, maybe Jessica Jones and Luke Cage back in. Uh, I don't know so much. Iron Fist, the season two was much better than season one. I didn't mind season um, one. I know it was slow, but it didn't bother me. But uh, it would I be cool more to than see Loki. Those- <laughs> it definitely has a lot more action than Loki. Loki, as I mean, we could talk about that because you finally watched it. So... Um, I know you said you didn't. You thought it was boring, which is fine. I can get. I, yeah, I just I don't really know what the purpose of the show was because the multiverse is introduced in Endgame. The multiverse takes place in Spider Man. Doctor Strange's next movie has multiverse in the title, so it's not like you were introducing the multiverse. I knew it was there. I knew it was coming. Right, like we right. knew about timelines and all this stuff from Endgame and such. Um, was the point of this just to introduce Kang? Because like. Yeah. Why couldn't that just be in the Ant-Man movie? And then it's like, I, I spoke with Justin. He's like, well, now you know where Loki went. And I was like, yeah, I guess I know where Loki went, but it was just, it wasn't entertaining. Like I, I just, I thought it was very dull. And I didn't think, I, I think it's out of all the MCU shows, it was the kind of, it was the one that I just kind of was just really just snoozing on. I just, you know, I, I'm caught up on Hawkeye. I think that's great. Falcon Soldier Soldier's great. WandaVision, aside from the ending, I thought was great. Um, there's is there another one I'm missing? I don't remember. Um, but I, I you know, it's the only one I didn't well, enjoy. Well, what if? Oh, um, what if was fantastic as well. Right, so it's it's really the only one I didn't enjoy. I just it just seemed very uneventful. 
I yeah, it is. It's definitely a slower burn. I'll give you that. It's it's definitely a much slower pace show. I um, love the alligator. The alligator was great. It's much more cerebral, um, because it's one of those shows that I feel like if you miss something, you have to go back and rewatch it because you're not going to get what comes next. So I think it's one of those type shows where it's it's very much a slower burn. Um, I liked it because it kind of. Yes, we knew about the multiverse, but it kind of shows the beginning and how it's gonna how it started. Um, so I kind of like that with the author having the authority and explaining what that was and introducing those kind of characters. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that part of it. But I get what you're saying. I de- I definitely understand how you're saying it's 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 a much slower show, and um, I kind of know the kind of shows you like now, so it doesn't surprise me that you think that. Uh, you know, it's a little bit. It's just a little bit different than what I'm. Like I if know. they were going to explore Loki and where he went, I would have preferred it done in a Thor movie because I kind of actually dig the dynamic between uh, Loki and Thor. So yeah, I, I would have liked that a little bit more. But then again, it's like, well, they've done that how many times? Right. But it just I don't know. It just it just really felt kind of just slow to me, and I just yeah. really, really feeling it. The action is few and far between. Um, but I thought Wilson was great in the show. Oh, he's great in every, both of them. Uh, they're both great in everything. Yeah, they were both really, really good. And introducing the other Lokis, like you said, the alligator Loki was cool. And uh, so obviously this is an older topic. But Pete and I, Pete never watched it, so now that he watched it, we could talk. I just it, there's so many shows. I mean, I watch everything, as Eric knows. Like, I, if, there, if yes. it's gone superhero, I, like I, I pretty much I, I put the time and I watch it. Much better than me, yes. So you are much better at that than I am. Much better than most people. <laughs> So it's not because I don't want to watch something. It's just because, like, it's like I got to get through, like, four other things next. And, you know, I got to start Flash. You know, like, they, they, they did their big CW, like, uh, big events right off the right off the bat. So I've got to catch up on that on the CW app before I think one. I think they keep, like, five episodes up at a time. So I got to catch up on that, too. And I guess the other thing you could talk about really quick is Black Widow. You finally got to watch Black Widow. Oh, Black um, Widow was was wonderful. So. I, I I loved everything about it. I mean, David Harbour. I love everything he's in, including Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I dug it. I'm I'm pissed off that Marvel took so long to make this movie because it was really good, and I dug the backstory and the family aspect and the whole like Russian espionage and all that stuff. And the guy who played the villain, um, I like everything he's in except for uh, Point Break the remake um that guy's a really good actor i dig that dude um and yeah and it just it bothers me now because now we're getting daredevil in the mcu romanov's dead we're not going to get that relationship that yeah. bugs me it took them like 15 years to make this romanov movie and i'm just i'm like man you guys they're they're like <laughs> it just bu- it just bums me out because i was you know I, I felt like so- at some points black widow was mishandled at certain points of the mcu I, it bothers me she never had the russian accent and it will always bother me considering the fa- everyone else that she's involved with in her family had a russian accent it just makes no sense it's just but you know like i, I don't know people seem to let that slide for some reason does it uh, bother you that wanda had an accent in of age of ultron and that she progressively it lost just, her it accent? just goes away you know. yeah yeah <laughs> like I think about that all the time. I'm like, every time I've watched every subsequent from that movie, I'm like, okay, it's a little bit less in this one, and it's a little it's bit like less. hardcore in Ultron. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They really, really went for it there. And now on WandaVision, it wasn't. She didn't have it at all. No. Also, but yeah, but um, I think it's cool you finally saw Blackwood. I agree with everything you said, and I said it last night on the live stream too. Like 
this should have come out and Hawkeye probably should have come out years ago uh, because I felt like those two characters, although they're big names acting wise, Jeremy Renner and, and obviously I'm happy Hawkeye came out when it did. Cause I really dig this chick who's playing Kate Bishop. Oh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, if they were, if they were waiting for the right actress to play the role, I think they did a good job with that. To be honest with you. Most people probably in this space probably know her from Bumblebee before she put, she was the lead in Bumblebee. And then she finally now is uh Kate Bishop. And yeah. Shang-Chi. I saw Shang-Chi as well. And I thought that was great. That's true. I yeah. loved every minute. I love Aquafina. She's like my new, <laughs> my new thing. I'm, I'm just all about Aquafina. I got to watch her new TV show. Did you like um, the return of Trevor Slattery in, in Shang-Chi? Yes, uh, I, I like that a lot more than his appearance in Iron Man three. Right, the V two. That's I agree with you there. It worked a lot, but worked a lot better in this film. Shang Chi did um, a lot to fix a lot of Iron Man 3's mistakes. <laughs> you're right. It did in so many ways. It it's, did. It's it's almost a retcon in itself. Yeah, yeah. So it was very. Um, yeah, I loved it too. I thought Shang, Shang Chi was great. I really. The, I guess the only one you haven't seen yet is Eternals. Or did you see Eternals? I don't. I remember. haven't seen Eternals because everyone tells me it's everyone but you and Nico say it's garbage, <laughs> and I should wait until it's on Disney Plus. And, well, I uh, think that's coming. The only reason soon. I didn't see the other two on Disney pl- uh, uh, earlier was because I didn't want to uh, because COVID. To be honest yeah. with you. That's that's the only reason. Uh, it, it was it, it was all COVID related. It had nothing to do. I'm not anti MCU. No. Okay, I, know, I, I joke know. with you that you are, but I I'm not talking that. about you. I'm talking about other people. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not anti MCU. I'm, I'm anti virus. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all anti virus. So. So, well, I don't that's know. That's why I didn't see but... those two. But uh, I oh, was yes. ready to go see Eternals until everyone said it was like pass. I yeah I well. I've made my comments on it clear. I I think it's we'll, a. We'll very, talk about it when I see it. I'm sure. I'll, I'll, as soon as it's out on D plus, I'll see it. Yeah, I I liked it more than most people, obviously, but I do get the complaints about it. So I feel like you haven't disliked anything Marvel since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Guardians Two, yeah, that was probably the last one. Um, I'm trying to think anything else that they've done. The Herman is strong with you. <laughs> I mean, there's there are things in every movie that I haven't liked. I just try and grade it on an overarching scale of entertaining. And, and dude, I can I only get you to feel that way about Batwoman, <laughs> dude. I I try. Season to watch three that is show. totally different, bro. I'm telling you, season three is totally different. You're like Gothaming me on this, aren't you? You're gonna get me to watch it because you're gonna keep talking about it. I, you've tried on testing. the internet too. You've tried to get you've tweet on Twitter. I've tried, got, I, look, I've tried to get the vigilantes to watch Star Girl, and it's like it's like pulling yeah. teeth. That show is worth the watch. So people need to watch that show. That show is definitely worth yes, the is. watch, especially if you're a JSA fan. Um, so it's just I will I'll say this: if you're if you're over, I want to say thirty, um, like kind of dialed down your expectations a little bit because you have to remember the show is about teenagers. Like it's really about teenage kids. So I think you need to dial it back a little bit. what the MCU Spider-Man is about? But yes, which is why it's a problem for some people. Some people not don't for like Coleman. No, it's not for me. I know, but you but, have problems with teenage movies. No, I have, I'm not saying I have problems. <laughs> I said dial back your expectations if you're an adult because they deal with much younger material. That's what I mean. We've like, all been teenagers. Think about, well, 
one of the things, just since you brought it up, one of the things in Homecoming that bother people is the whole Penis Parker thing. And I'm like, well, they're teenagers. That's stupid stuff you say when you're a teenager. Like, Flash calls him Penis Parker. Okay. That's I thought what, that was brilliant, actually. But that's Exactly. But as an adult now, I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. But I'm, you're watching a show about teenagers. so You remember how you made fun of kids back in high <laughs> Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. So that's why that, that does it. That's something that Everyone's I, so righteous and woke lately. Like, you never made fun of somebody in your life. Dude, it's, it's no Nolan's fault. Nolan made Batman so mature and adult that never, everything now has to be on that level. Like that's just how it goes. Well, I, I think you know? right to an extent, but um, you know, it kind of backfired. Like we mentioned this yesterday on the live stream. Like Man of Steel and Amazing Spider-Man tried to copy what Nolan did, and it, it, it kind of backfired a little bit. You yeah, know, we entered it. You know, again, like they were inspired by Begins and and Dark Knight, and then Avengers came out, and things were a little bit like okay. It's a toss-up. What do you do? And you go one way or another, and uh, you know you, you take that chance. Yeah, because even the first Iron Man is kind of very serious. Like even if you, it doesn't have the humor that you know the subsequent MCU films started to well, have. Well, the first phase of the MCU is totally different than the yeah. rest. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you can definitely see the tonal shift. I think someone last night, I think it might have been Josh, brought up that Guardians of the Galaxy kind of changed that, and he's probably right. Like that. Well, remember, like post- phase one of the MCU, yeah. it was like Marvel was just kind of like in, it, it, like they partnered with like Paramount, who did Iron Man, and Universal, yep. who did Hulk. So yep. they didn't really get the, they didn't become the juggernaut that they are until probably post Avengers yeah. when they were really able to flex their muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's you're right. Like if you watch the phase one now, you could definitely see a tonal shift. And Thor is the probably the biggest character who's had a tonal shift. Yes. Well, I think after the Dark World, they were kind of like, all right, we need to try something else because that movie, although I think it's better than people give it credit for, it's still their weakest, his weakest film. I um, like it more than Ragnarok. So, I like it more than Ragnarok because of what they did with Hulk in Ragnarok, uh, but. You know that's that's just a one personal thing for me about that film. I, I the Thor stuff. I love the Hella stuff in Ragnarok. I think that stuff's great. The whole oh, yeah, stuff, every, everything with Odin and his death and how that 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 progresses. I think is great. Um, but yeah, the Hulk stuff and I just, it's. I just don't know if I like White TT's style of directing. Yeah, and it's weird because I love Jeff Goldblum in the movie, but it's very. He's kind of the thing that makes it different. And then it takes its cue from him from that point. So it's very strange how much I like his performance. But uh, we didn't want to go on this tangent, but we did. Um, <laughs> we didn't plan on this, but here we are. So, uh, so yeah, guys. So back, bring it back. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. We're moving forward in the MCU. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm lo- then I'm looking forward to see if they bring into the other um, Netflix characters back as well. We'll see if they do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Preferably Luke Cage. <clears throat> yes. I love Luke Cage. All right, so we'll stick we'll stick in Marvel kind of um, for now. And there was a another scene released from Morbius. Uh, it, it's pretty much his transformation scene where mm-hmm. the character goes from his sickness and death to becoming the vampire character that Morbius is. Um, for me, this little clip, I loved it. Uh, I kind of like I've always kind of liked vampire movies anyway and vampire stuff not the Twilight the, the Twilight aside because that movie those movies suck but, but it um, got us Batman <laughs> did get us Batman <laughs> yes but um, yeah so I kind of like it and I I don't know much about the character but I do know I like what I've seen so far mm-hmm. and I seem to be in the minority because I know a lot of people think this movie's gonna suck but um, 
I've liked what I've seen so far. Uh, the clip shows it's kind of got like a Batman Begins feel because in the warehouse when he, you know, where he um he takes down the men and he gets uh um gets Falcone and he puts him on the the uh, shipyard, yeah, 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 the shipyard scene. It kind of reminds. It, there's a little bit of that in it because once he transforms, they're in like this part of the of the boat and then he starts killing people disappearing and stuff like that yeah. you see him right so it kind of has that kind of feel to it so that was cool but yeah um i'm actually digging what i've seen from this these clips we've gotten so far so what do you what did you think Pete? this clip really sold me first of all it's very faithful to the origin morbius on the boat becomes it everyone dies he's the only one left very faithful so i appreciate that um i got a lot of i got a bit of a predator vibe you know you kind of got yeah. that point of view he's crawling on these beams there's steam all over the ship he's taking on these guys one by one i thought it was great i thought it was terrifying i thought it was violent as all hell um i appreciate what they did with the makeup and the prosthetics i think he looks very good i think he looks like morbius um it's nice to know that leto has uh, kept up the physique he had since joker mm-hmm. in suicide squad like the guy is continuing his workout because i've seen him uh when he did that movie with mcconaughey uh, about the uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, I mean, whoa! Talk about like a bale like transformation to skinniness, mm-hmm. and then building your body back up. Really impressive stuff. So he's really dedicated. But I do feel like Leto is almost a hit or miss when it comes to performance. Like you, you could say you, you saw House of Gucci. I have not, and everyone seems to say he's the worst thing in that movie. A lot of people have issues with his Joker and in, in his both iterations that he's played. Uh, I, for one, like Suicide Squad, but uh, I will give it a shot. Um, I'm, my expectations are kind of becoming a little bit more like okay. I think I'm I think I'm gonna like this. I'm I'm still not sure about it. I know Keaton is shooting his scenes. Uh, yeah. Either now or next month. I'm not sure. I would imagine it's next month after the holiday break. So that's probably some sort of post credit scene setting up the uh, sinister Sony verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know that'll be cool to see and. Uh, I, I it, that's kind of what really is getting me hyped for this is Keaton, you know. Even though I know he's not a big part of it, but I want to see what Sony's doing. I want to see what they have up their sleeve. But this clip was nice. I enjoyed it, and uh, I, you know, I well, I'm I didn't like Venom two as much as I liked Venom one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm so far overall, I think this Sony Spider Verse is very interesting. I yeah, the, like I said, we talked obviously about Venom, but like I said, I've liked the character more than the movies. So I've liked what they've done with Venom and how they've used the symbiote and and how Tom Hardy plays it. I've liked that part. I just don't think the material has been great. But I agree with you. I, I'm kind of now to the point like, all right, they're really going to do this. Um, they're obviously building it up, and it's going to be cross studio because. Obviously, we got Vulture in the MCU, so now if he comes in here, he'll be in Sony. I think that has to do with what this new three three deal Holland thing is. I think Sony right. was like, "We'll re up you three more movies, but we you got you've got to incorporate us. You know, you've got to at least let us play in your sandbox." And I think it's one of those things where Marvel's not going to acknowledge it. Sony will acknowledge, kind of like what the Netflix series did, yes. where like they always talked about the Avengers, be it like code, like the big green guy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I think it'll I think it'll be very similar similar to that because I think Feige's like all right I'll let you in I'm not going over there you can come over here you know you can come over my house for dinner I'm not going to your house (laughs) you know I think I think that's what it's like I don't like your cooks your chefs suck I don't want to go over there your mom doesn't know how to cook come over at my house we'll have some brajol (laughs) (laughs) seriously yeah so that's a good read I think that's a very good read of the situation and uh yeah so again um I think this film is going to be divisive 
uh, I think there's a certain segment what of population. What comic book movie isn't? I know, but <laughs> we're saying a film like Morbius is going to be divisive, but let's be honest. There's a segment of fans, for of Jared Leto fans who love him, and there's a segment of Jared Leto fans that just hate him because really? they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm not going to name names. I just um, did. I know you did. <laughs> but um, there's a seg- there are two factions of fans when it comes to him alone, period. And a lot of it has to do with 30 Seconds to Mars, the music, um, that the, the band he's in, the, the supposed cult, which isn't real, but people think is. Um, there's a lot of stuff surrounding him that people find weird and they just attach it Where to it. Where do people find the time to get upset about this crap? I don't know. But <laughs> like- <laughs> I feel like that's part going to be part of the divisiveness. And then I do think the Sony Marvel and the Sony MCU thing is also going to divide people as well. But I don't care. I I think it's cool we're getting a Morbius movie, so let's just go with it. I li- I'm starting to like these villain type, these standalone villain films, or at least the theory behind them. Obviously, Joker was excellent. Uh, like I, Venom, like I said, I didn't I haven't loved the material, but the characters I like what they've done, and now getting Morbius two is going to be really cool. And I guess you can kind of consider Black Adam. Um, villainish, yeah. right? Like, Black, Black Adam teeters anti-hero, right. vigilante almost, villain. Like you know, like he's almost like a Doctor Doom like figure. Like his people love him, but no one else in the world really right. appreciate. You know, they're scared of him. So, yeah. So this, I feel like um, we're kind of trending in in that direction a little bit, and I, I'm I'm just here for it. I want to, I want to see it. Uh, we've been getting heroes over a long, long time. Uh, let's just see this other side. So it's another another addition to that kind of stuff going down the road. So yeah, guys, um, if you haven't seen the clip yet, you can find it anywhere. Um, it's on our Twitter feed. It's on the yes. Facebook page. You know, you know, you know. If you know where to find us, you know where to find the topics we talk about. So let's let's roll through a couple more um, trailers and teasers and things that we got. So there was a second trailer release for The Matrix um, Resurrections, which I have gone on record as saying it is slowly becoming my most anticipated film, um, even ahead of Spider-Man, which is crazy at this point. But it has slowly become uh, because Ooh. the trailers have sold it so well. Uh, I mean, the from the music that they chose – uh, I mean, it's just really, really good. And in this trailer, you kind of get the sense of where Neo is um, now, mm-hmm. how he has kind of memories and flashbacks of things that happened before, but you're not quite sure what he remembers. You get a little bit more of Smith, which apparently is the character that Jonathan Groff is going to be reprising in a way. Yeah, apparently Hugo Weaving hates everything he's ever done. <laughs> From Megatron to uh, Agent Smith. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about uh, Red Skull, but... Uh, oh, he hates Red Skull. A- 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 he, he thinks those... He's such an interesting man. I, I, the quote was, these roles have no substance. And it's like, dude... Why do them? You're, you're playing make-believe for a living. Shut up. Uh, like, I, I, I know I throw the word pretentious around a lot. Hugo Weaving might be the most pretentious man alive. But he's – and the thing is he's so good. Oh, he's like, phenomenal. He's so he's good phenomenal. in the roles. Like, dude. He would, he would make a great he, – he would make – I think he would make a great Joker. His face, yeah. his expressions, you know. I'm sure he hates V for Vendetta too, you know. <laughs> Just, Which is crazy. I love that movie. I know. That I movie know. is so – oh, well, He's whatever. such a weird guy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you kind of also get 
in the Matrix, the second trailer, you get a little more of the Morpheus, who I think is Morpheus, the um, Yaha, the Yaha character. I think we can. I think we'd safely say he's a, a new version of more, maybe an upgrade, right. update, Morpheus right. two point Right. Especially since Lawrence Fishburne has said he's never been contacted. Yes. So, so yeah. So, um, and you get obviously the the bulk of the trailer centers around Neo and Trinity and their new and old relationship mm-hmm. in a way. Um, you see the new Oracle, which is Jada Pinkett's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you finally get a clip of her, a glimpse of her. Um, but yeah, this kind of just height, like everything I've seen about this film so far, it's just really raised my expectations. And I know I hate that. I hate that because I'm afraid I'm going to be disappointed. No, that's how I feel about Spider-Man. <laughs> but um, No, yeah, I have a little bit of that with Spider-Man too, but yeah. not as much as I have with this because um, it's much more, it's much further away from the other films. Like it's, those films came out what 50 the last one came out of what 2000 junior high school so yeah so yeah the, i mean the, for I, me it's like it just brings me back to to my high school years uh the matrix is a big thing and nostalgia it has been, ever since stranger things nostalgia has taken on a life of its own nostalgia entertainment huge stranger things ghostbusters afterlife uh what spider-man's doing um jurassic world jurassic uh, world extinction all that stuff and, you know nostalgia is uh is taking over uh, entertainment yeah, Flash as well with the return of Keaton. So you know it, it's working. It brings me back. I love I love the Wachowski movies. Um, the, the only one I haven't actually seen is Speed Racer. Uh, that's the only one I haven't that's seen. Good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but like I, I appreciate their style and, and, yeah. and everything. I know Lana's doing this solo now, so it's all her. Uh, but I, I'm pumped. Uh, I love Yaha. I love I love um, Keanu. Keanu's been a favorite of mine for my whole life. Um, uh, Mr. Rooney, Tim Rooney on Twitter threw out a really cool hot take. He mentioned that he thinks by films and Keanu and uh, Carrie and Moss will morph into one new one. And oh, I wow. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just have that on record. That's Mr. Rooney. He's a great follow on Twitter. Fellow Long Islander. Yes. Um, so yes. He's, he's one of the good ones. Talented uh, guy, too. Very yeah, talented guy. Great stuff. So I, I want to give him some credit, give him some airtime for that. Uh, and yeah, just like I, I just, again, it's just, it just brings back a lot of good memories i know the third one isn't like regarded as as a great movie but my, my personal favorite is, is the second one I, I believe it's called reloaded i always get the with the twins i love i love the fight on the turnpike it just yeah. it, it's so cool to me the twins make the movie for me i know the first one's the better movie but for me the second one i just like it more um so I, i'm excited to see where it goes you know i'm excited to see the twists and turns and everything it, it doesn't seem like uh you know it's almost like terminator two and three like they didn't avoid judgment day they just prolonged it mm-hmm. you know like because you see carrie moss wakes up in the tube and everything and you're just like oh wow this is okay maybe they didn't fix everything you know because and we all know neo's back in the matrix right so what is going on what happened do they actually do their do they actually do what they set out to do in in the first three movies or was that just another hallucination in itself and uh, all the breadcrumbs are there for you to follow and you know if you're smart enough unlike me you can figure it out and uh you know i just for me i'm just going to sit there with my popcorn and enjoy the the fight choreography because you know it's they changed the game in, with the Matrix in '98 and, and that fight choreography. It, it inspired a lot of the filmmakers that we have today, and a lot, you know, and it, it's weird. As much as I love Will Smith, thank God he turned that role down because uh, Keanu Reeves is perfect, and I'm glad we got him. Yeah, yeah. This again, um, like I said, the the my anticipation for this film is so high now. Uh, because of these trailers and it's one it's weird because i was one of the people who said yeah we don't need to go back there the, those movies are fine in their own we don't need a reboot 
Um, and which I don't know if this is. I, I don't know. I haven't heard that they've signed on for more than one film. So I think this is just a one-off as for right now. Uh, I don't know if anyone else out there knows. You want to tweet at us after the show and after you listen to the show and let us know if this is more than one. Uh, I'm sure if it makes bank, there'll be yeah. a yeah. Matrix, I don't know, Armageddon. It could be a to be determined or, or, type yeah. deal uh, to see what Every happens. Every movie is to be determined, <laughs> except for Dark Knight Rises. That was an ending. That was an ending. That's true. Well, that was the end of a trilogy, so we knew that was the end. Uh, especially since Nolan said he wasn't doing another one. So we kind of knew at that point, yeah. Although people still thought uh, BVS was a continuation of that Batman. But well, that's Some people think Begins is a prequel to 89. I know. So it's it's whatever. But So yeah, so guys, again, if you haven't seen that um, clip, check out. We uh, could link to it on our page and uh, Twitter and whatever, and you can watch mm-hmm. it. But... Man, I'm really, really looking forward to this movie. Um, so we also we got a uh, a game teaser for a Wonder Woman book, a game. Now it's kind of short; they don't really show much. Um, but I just think it's cool that Wonder Woman's getting a game, uh, a solo game. Uh, she's been in like obviously she's been in Injustice, uh, so she's been in those games. But this is this seems like it's a gameplay story type game like you'd get with Batman or mm-hmm. another character. Uh, it's kind of weird we're getting one of her and not uh, Superman one. I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's weird at all. I think it's actually pretty uh, f- accurate of the pulse of fandom and Warner Brothers in general. I mean, what what's going on with Superman outside of Superman and Lois? Nothing. Right. You know, right? Like, there's two movies involving J.J. Uh, Abrams and Michael B. Jordan, and, you know, one of them will get made, one of them won't be, but that'll be determined. Maybe, maybe neither will get made. So Wonder Woman, you know, has had two movies. She's pretty much the face of DC right now, so this makes sense to me. Uh, I think it's a long time coming. She's never had a solo game, as far as I know. I mean, the la- I mean, she's been a side character in Injustice, but again, those seem to be more Batman-Superman games. I know they're fighting games, but still the storyline revolves around Batman and Superman. Yes. And before that, was she She was in like Justice League Heroes, which you know came out years and years ago. So you know, I, I think it's great. Uh, I'm happy to see it. I, I think there's going to be some cool stuff. It seems to take place on Themyscira. So it's going to take place on uh, Paradise Island, and there's a lot of cool things that could happen there. Uh, who knows? Uh, I, I just I, I imagine there's going to be some great fight choreog or fight uh, gameplay. I think I don't, I don't think choreography is the right word. Uh, so it, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I dug the teaser. It seemed very kind of mythological. It seems like uh, Hippolyta is calling Wonder Woman back to the island for whatever right. reason. And uh, you know, if the Amazons need the uh, the warrior princess, you know, it's got to be a big deal. So this should be a, a fun time. I hope uh, I, I'd love to get uh, my hands on Ares and teach him a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the cool thing about it uh, for me. And like you, you kind of touched on this, but also, I mean, little girls play video games too, right? So it's kind of cool that they're getting uh, Wonder Woman, obviously after getting the movie, it took so long to get a Wonder Woman movie and now they're getting a video game too. So I think that's kind of one of the cool things about it for me. I think think girls and women play video games as much as as guys do these days, you know, I just... You know, I, I I know I know uh, Justin and his wife. They, I, I'm pretty sure they used to like have Halo nights. You know, back back in the day. So <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Um, you know, I, I know a few a uh, few gamer tricks as well. So it's 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 not like it's it, it's a market that needs you know that isn't there. I, I'm. It, right. just, it seems like it's it's time. You know, I think it's long overdue. Wonder Woman deserves deserved a game. Yep. You know? 
Yeah, she definitely does. Probably after the first movie. Yeah. Well, it, when it might have been, who knows? With video but that games, said, I miss video game tie-ins. Like, I miss that stuff. I feel like I haven't had a video game tie-in since uh, for DC, probably Green Lantern, and for Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Probably, but most of the time it's because those games usually aren't good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. I, I like Batman Begins. I actually think the Green Lantern, uh, I think it's called Rise of the Manhunters, is, uh, I think it's better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the last game tie-in that obviously is going way back that I remember that I enjoyed was the Obi-Wan game that was tied into uh, The Phantom Menace. It was an Ooh. Xbox exclusive, I believe. Um, I love that game. But it was the first. It was the first time in a Star Wars game I remember that you could actually like use the Force and interesting uh, do things like that. So it was very very fun. I but know there was an unfinished uh, game for Dark Knight because uh, uh, Gary Oldman did voiceover work for it, and the game just never got made. Hmm. See, that would have been cool, probably. Yeah, I mean, because the Batman Begins game is really cool. Those bat- yeah. those Tumblr uh, sequences were a lot of fun. Yeah. Well. Well, sticking in video game world, we got a teaser trailer for a sequel to a video game movie that came out, I want to say last year, beginning of the pandemic, wasn't it, Sonic? I think something like that. I never saw it, so I can't really speak really? to- Really? You haven't seen it? Dude, no, I, I have not it. it's great. watched Sonic. So I did watch the trailer for the second one. Uh, it looks interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they fixed – I know there was a big issue with his, the look at first in the first They fixed film, it in the first movie. And they fixed it in the first movie, yeah. So, um, But Pete, since you saw the first film, speak about the trailer for the second The one. first one's really good. It's, it's almost more fish out of water than anything else. It's faithful at its core to who Sonic is, but it's not necessarily – it doesn't look like it's a, so, a Sonic – movie so to speak right like it because it takes place in the real world this one looks like a sonic game almost come to life you know we get knuckles we get a more traditional dr robotnik um uh jim carrey looks like vintage carry here this looks like 90s yeah. carry to me like he seems to have really refound the magic and he was great in the first movie um so uh, and i believe i believe it's idris elba who is voicing knuckles knuckles is in this uh tails is in this we get the red plane just I, i'm watching this movie i'm watching this trailer and i'm just like this looks fantastic and uh sonic is probably i think sonic is the best video game movie to date you know mortal kombat had that title for a long time i think sonic Mm. has surpassed it easily and i think when you see it i think you'll agree with me but this one looks really good this sonic 2 looks very faithful very great like we, we get chaos emeralds they're really sticking to the mythology and what makes the game so great and just hearing the sounds of the spin ball and the rings and everything i i i am so hyped for this movie wow i i really am like it, it just it just brings out everything like I, the only thing that can make this movie better is if i get a sega in the beginning of the movie like that, <laughs> that, that, that that's like that's it if but like i really think this movie is going to be fantastic wow all right um i'll definitely i'll i'll definitely watch the first one then i don't i you know what it was i do remember when it came out it came out around this march of last year because there was a mix-up on HBO Max where people were clicking to watch Sonic, and they there was a that one like two-hour period where you people were getting Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> that Walter Hamada, he knows no bounds. So I remember there was a, like a, a slip-up, and people got to see like the first twenty minutes of of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then obviously they fixed it. But it was Sonic was the one that that uh 
was the film that people thought they were getting. Sonic oh. one's good, man. I think you'll enjoy it. So yeah, so I'll definitely give it a watch. But yeah, the trailer. I mean, the trailer looks good. I think he looks incredible. The characters, the digitized characters, look incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've come such a long way with that stuff and how they mix it in. I even thought like the the Pikachu movie too. Like he looked good with, yeah. with the human characters. Like they've come such a long way with doing that it's, stuff. It's probably the best. Like and even Tom and Jerry, which I like. Tom and Jerry, I thought they would look good in that movie too. Like. It, it was like, and then you're looking back and like, man, like Roger Rabbit did this perfectly. And yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's like, has technology evolved that much more? <laughs> Cause it's like, we, they were doing this stuff in 94. I think, I think that's what I yeah, it, that when you think back and how that was like cartoonish, mm-hmm. um, it, it is crazy to believe how well that movie was done and how well it holds up to this day. It's still one of my favorite movies. Uh, is who framed Roger Rabbit? It's just such a good, good movie. It's great, it's and uh, great. yeah. So, guys, again, check out the Sonic clip off on our page, and then we'll do one. We'll do the final trailer that we have in our rundown. It was for the Halo show, I believe it's a show, right? It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yep. Um, dude, this thing lo- looks incredible. Like, wow. Yeah, I, I, uh, I never thought this thing was actually going to get made. But uh, I'm I'm ready for it. I, I was Halo uh, was a big part. Halo Two, like I, I fell in love with Halo Two, and I've been playing Halo ever since. Halo and Call of Duty are probably the games I play the most. I love first person shooters. Uh, I, you know, there's a whole world out there that's almost like I don't know. It's not quite Star Wars, but it's not quite. It's very militant, right? It, it's just that you got that whole like commando aspect to it. It's there's aliens. It, it's so it could be like the next big thing, you know, in sci-fi. If it uh, if people want to actually give it a chance and not just think of it as a video game, and uh, you know, it, it, going back to Sonic, maybe Sonic kind of helped that out, and the recent success of uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, you know, kind of maybe kind of pushed that along to kind of. I know, obviously, Mortal Kombat came out like a year ago. And, no, uh, it was the summer. Was it the summer? Oh yeah. God! It's, wow, things are really <laughs> slow. Long. I feel. I've, am I still in quarantine? I don't know. I feel. But, no, uh, I, I had to think about it for a second when you said that, but I'm like, no, it really just came out this summer. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure it was in pre-production before that, but like these video game movies and video game content seems to kind of be at an all-time high right now. Yeah, it is, and I. I it's weird. I've always had Xbox. I never caught on to Halo because I'm not a big shooter game fan. Um, but I do know it because I know every time Halo has something, it's usually a big event. So I've always known a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks phenomenal. Uh, like I always have a problem with shows like with CGI. How's the, how are they going to make the look? But the, just the look, the overall look of it is. In- it almost looks real. Yeah, it really does almost look real. So I'm going to give this a shot. I definitely will give this a shot. I'll give it. I'll watch it and see, uh, see what it is. But I was not expecting much like you. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think there was so much of a, a call for it. Like, do people really want to see some live action Halo stuff? And yeah, this looks really good. So, you know, it's it's content. More content we're getting from things that we. <laughs> For nerdy things that we grew up on, uh, here we go. We're getting another one of in live action, and it's awesome. Uh, so I said that this was the last trailer, but there's actually a couple more. Uh, the one I want to focus on most was the the across the Spider Verse, obviously trailer, the first look that we got. Uh, so Pete, what did you think of it? 
and then I'll say my thoughts after. I, I really enjoyed the first movie. It really caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think that. I think that Into the Spider Verse really gave Sony a lot of confidence going forward in their Spider Man content post Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two. Um, I may not be the biggest Miles Morales fan. I know that rubs some people the wrong way. I'm not a huge Spider-Gwen fan either. But I, in terms of that film, um, I thought they were brilliant. And I, I loved everything that they did. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, I want to see what they do with Spider-Man 2099 and Miguel O'Hara. I think that's a, that's a character that he's not one of my favorite. A lot of the Spider-Man characters aren't my favorite outside of Peter Parker. I appreciate them for what they've done and how they've continued the legacy. Um, but I've only really gotten involved with Spider-Man 2099 via video games, mm-hmm. uh, really. It, it, the 2099 stuff doesn't really resonate with me. Um, the suit's cool. Um, I'm curious to see if there's a Peter Parker in this movie. That's where my heart lies with Spider-Man. So I'm curious as how he would be incorporated. I'm sure after uh, the first movie, Peter B. Parker would be in it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll, we'll check it out. I, I, I loved the the trailer they showed. I thought it was great. Miles and his little crush was was adorable. And I was cleaning his room. And Gwen, you know, he's the, the, the girl with the curl. He can't say no to Gwen. I mean, who can? And, and it, it was great. And just to see Miguel just jump him as he's swinging through the city was interesting. Um, especially, And we all knew this was coming after the teaser uh, right. at the end of the first movie. And, you know, I, I believe uh, this is uh, what's his name in Goldstein, right? Those those are the two guys behind this movie. I thought it was Lord and Miller. Lord and oh, okay, that's right, Lord and Miller. I, I knew it was a combination. Okay, <laughs> I knew I knew it was one of those one of those groups. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, I'm, I'm I have faith in Lord and Miller. I, I'm sorry I forgot your names, but uh, <laughs> I I believe you guys can pull this off. You guys did it once. There's no reason why you can't do it again. And it looks like we're going to get a really interesting trilogy here. Yeah, I um like you said, Into the Spider Verse was such a huge surprise hit for me. Uh, and I loved that movie. That movie was so good. Yeah. And um, I, again, I'm not, I like you, I'm not a huge Miles Morales guy. I didn't know much about, I knew he, obviously who he was and that he existed. And I had read a couple things with him in it, but I wasn't a huge fan of Miles Morales. And I think it's just because I grew up on Peter Parker. Same thing with Batman. I grew up on Bruce Wayne and Superman grew up on Clark Kent. Like the, mm-hmm. the people you grew up with, those are the ones you kind of cling to and want to read about and hear about. But Arthur I love- Curry is Aquaman. Right. Like you love those kinds of characters, those that you grew up on and you knew the original characters in your mind. That's who they are. And changing that is just weird. But I do love that these other characters do exist for a new generation to like. And that could be their version of the character that they love. Funny little note. If you look up the video of uh, Feige and Pascal as saying that Daredevil is going to be in the MCU, uh, Pascal looks like uh, the Dr. Octopus from Spider-Verse. Like her hair, she has that like that same hairstyle. Somebody pointed it out on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, you're right. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy." Because her hair is absolutely insane in the clip. It yeah. looks like she stuck her finger in a socket and got electrocuted. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. So maybe maybe that was like she's molded after her a little bit. I don't know, but this, yeah, this um, trailer just, it does kind of increase um, the anticipation and it gives you a little bit more into where they're going. A lot um, of spider stuff coming, guys. A yeah, man, a stuff. lot of spider stuff. And uh, with it was such a successful first film. And the thing that resonated with me with the first film is that it was, pro- it was definitely made for the younger generation, but it was amazing how many people our age and older loved it. Um, 
So uh, this is just a continuation of that. And the trailer just lit, pretty much picks up right where the <laughs> you left off. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to be taken on a ride from there. So guys, check that out because uh, it's really awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this film again. And I, like I said, I wasn't – the first film totally took me by surprise. So definitely, definitely looking forward to this one. All right. So we got a couple of other things we're going to go through really quickly and then we will wrap this up. Uh, but first, guys, you all know that we are now sponsored by Manscaped. We have entered into a sponsorship agreement with them. And it's the holiday season. And if you don't know what to get someone for, as a gift or a stocking stuffer, well, Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And if my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Man, that's a lot of balls. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, of course, using our code GOTHAM. Um, So, Pete, I don't know if you've seen, but they have some new products they're trying to push uh, this year. I haven't checked it out. I'm still in love with my crop preserver, keeping (laughs) keeping my my balls nice and smooth. and uh, I, the, the lawnmower 4.0 has really come in handy. I yes. gotta say, it's uh, it really it, it the tagline's true. It gets the job done. And that little flashlight they got on there, you know, gets into all the little nooks and crannies. I can't see this, so there's no there's no uh, a little clippage. You know, nothing's getting uh, nicked or knacked, and uh, it's very helpful. So I uh, I could imagine my brother's going to get a nice stocking full of. Uh, Manscaped products for his uh, for his Christmas this year. You know, how, how about the old cause, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So uh, you know, literally, uh, literally, <laughs> two birds, one stone. And we, we all know how much I love the Liver King. So right now, I'm really big into. T- <laughs> so it really it all comes full circle, doesn't it? It really does, man. Um, they, but they have. I'm gonna run down really quickly the the stocking stuffer stuff. So that, that's really good, Eric. The stocking stuffer items that they are promoting now this year. Uh, there's a two in one shampoo and conditioner that they have now. So that's just been launched, and that's obviously for your hair, guys. Your your <laughs> your hair on your head. Well, if you're uh, Italian, you got hair everywhere. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a cologne infused body wash that they have now. Oh, that um, great. They have shears for and it's 2.0, which is a luxury four piece nail kit, so you can take care of your nails. Uh, they have crop mops, which are ball wipes. So if you don't have time for the preserver, or you're out and things are getting a little crazy. Go to the bathroom, carry your your wipes, and take care of the situation. Mm-hmm. And they have a cologne now. I don't know what it smells like, but we will be getting product about it. So uh, next time when we're on as a promote, as since we're a sponsor, we get promotional items from them, and we will check check out the these items, and we'll let you guys know what they're like. But again, don't forget you get twenty percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with our code Gotham. And uh, be the ballsiest gift giver ever this year with Manscaped. And if you're going to get anybody anything, make sure you get a uh, pair of them drawers. Those are the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn in my life. Yeah, if you get their joke, like it's like wearing nothing. Yeah, if you get their premium package, guys, that that what we've been talking about for a while, which is the 4.0, which comes with the trimmer and everything, you do get a pair of the boxers Pete's talking about. So no, those things are no joke. They are. They really are comfortable. Very, very comfortable to keep everything where it needs to be. Uh, it's a very, very, uh, very, very nice pair of underwear. I might even see if I can get some more. It's so good. So we'll check that out. Uh, go moving forward. 
All right, so back to the rundown. I'll, let's talk about a character and a person who's very close to Pete's heart. Uh, of course, we're talking about Danny DeVito. Um, and he, as we know, we talked about he's doing a comic. He was doing a comic um, based on his character. He did. It came out, I believe it was last week. Right. Have you gotten it yet, Pete? I did. Very interesting story. Not the story I thought it was going to be. It's actually a love story. So, uh, you know, very interesting stuff. Uh, little tidbit. I talked about this with J.G. Hodges, uh, his show drop that I did with him. We did a Batman Return show around okay. Christmas time. It'll, it'll drop. But um, DeVito actually called Michelle Pfeiffer and got her okay to write the story, which nice. I thought was very interesting. Um, and it's, like I said, it's a love story. It's, a, it's not the love story you'd expect, but it is a love story. And it's you know, it's it's kind of cute, and uh, you know, it's it's nice when you get something that you weren't expecting, and it kind of it kind of throws you for a loop because you're like, oh wow, I got I got to reread this because this was this is something that's very different. I wasn't I wasn't expecting this, and I've said that numerous times. So it, it, I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, Devito even mentioned in the interview that he he might consider coming back as the penguin. I don't know how that's going to happen being that we've got Colin Farrell in the Batman and we've got Colin Farrell in his new TV show. That's going to come out as Oswald. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I mean, Keaton's back, the multiverse is back. Who knows how they're going to play this out. Anything's possible that we, uh, as we've all learned. Um, So uh, if, if they, if there's a way for Oswald to be resurrected, maybe he didn't die. Maybe he was just, you know, tired at the end of Batman Returns and fell into (laughs) that nice, cool bath of ice water. Uh, I don't know. uh, But uh, apparently it's open for interpretation. And if he comes back, I'm sure me and Rick will be the first in line for tickets. (laughs) It's crazy, man. He's 77 years old. I mean, yeah, 77 years old. You wouldn't know that by watching. Sunny. No, you wouldn't. Uh, he's he's still sharp as attack. Like he's so 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 good on that show. And uh, I mean, I've been watching him my whole life. Uh, Twins and um, obviously Batman Returns. Yeah, he's he's been in so many movies. He's an Academy Award winning director. Yeah, he's really really good. And yeah, the the and he's article, a Jersey boy. Yes, that too. Uh, But he talks about it. You're right. He talks about it in the article, um, in the interview about um, how much his love for DC and his love for the Penguin and how much he loves playing him. And he does want to come back if he could. Uh, He said he says it's all up to Tim, which I really don't think it would be at this point. (laughs) Well, uh, it's funny because Tim Burton seems to, you know, he's kind of closed that door in his life. He did his Batman. And if you ever watched John Schnepp's documentary, uh, The Death of Superman Lives, what happened? Tim Burton does blame Joel Schumacher for ruining his Batman franchise, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, he does. So yeah. I don't know. And he seems to be very reluctant to even talk about his time as the director of the Batman franchise. So I don't know if Tim will come back. I don't know if that's Danny just kind of being polite or whatnot. But Michael Keaton has come back without Mr. Burton. Uh, maybe all he needs is a blessing. And uh, I'm sure Tim would give him his blessing to collect that paycheck if needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, it would have to. I mean, I'm sure the script would have to be something he he'd cling to i mean i don't think he'd want to do a disservice to the character that he he did in batman returns it's a different take on the penguin it's a beautiful take so i think he would want wouldn't want to do it a disservice but uh yeah i think it's cool like you said before the nostalgia stuff and this is just another drop in the hat for that uh for in that you know in that um area that we're getting uh you know 
Danny DeVito at 77 did a comic book on the Penguin character he played in Batman. It's just awesome. Um, and that part was cool that you mentioned about him contacting Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, it's very, I was very like, cool. he didn't need to do that, but he did no. it anyway. And that's yeah. cool. It's not like Michelle Pfeiffer owns the, owns the role, right? Like right. We've, ha- we've had Anne Hathaway, we've had Halle Berry and now uh, Zoe Kravitz since then. And uh, uh, Carmen Bianca Badova as well. I believe I said her name right. So we've had other cat women since Michelle. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's cool, you know, just, you know, just friends shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's this. Yeah, this this piece, guys. It's a Forbes um interview with him. Uh, then he talks about this stuff. So if you want to check it out over there, obviously, like Pete says, you can find it on our page, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. We link all this stuff there. But um, definitely check it out. It's a really cool little piece, and it's just cool to really learn. It it goes a little bit more into who Danny DeVito is at this point too in his life, and very very cool little article. So check that out when you get a chance. Uh, so we got another bit of news um, for Aquaman two. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, as we know, is in uh, was in Aquaman. He's in Aquaman two, and he talks about uh, there's an article in THR where he talks about um, the director's cut of Rocky four and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. But he also talks about uh, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom and the continuation of that, and he says. I quote, the whole picture is just a class act. I think Aquaman 2 is better. I think the script is stronger and it's more exciting. The technology has moved forward in four years, so I was really pleased to be a part of it. James Wan is just going to blow everybody away again by this tremendous world that he creates. He's involved in every little detail, every little piece of every weapon, and I think it's going to be great. So, uh, I've been hearing a lot about that kind of been the consensus that I mean, usually they say the second the actors in it say, oh, it's better than the first one. But that seems to be the consensus from a lot of people surrounding this film. So, Pete, what does his comment um this comment raise your anticipation? It doesn't raise my anticipation, but it's like remember, Aquaman was being made during a very weird time in DC. Yes, it was. Justice League was hijacked, whatever side you're on, you're on. You know, obviously that film went through whatever it was. Um, and I'm sure Aquaman had to figure out how to translate what happened within that film and this film. Obviously, what Snyder was doing was a little bit different than what uh, Warner Brothers wanted. And uh, it was stated by Momoa that, you know, at the end, and we've all seen the Snyder Cut by now, the ending's different, Aquaman's in a different place. Yes. Um, So there was, I'm sure Mr. Wan had to toe the line a little bit. And then you see how the characters look. Like, Mera looks pretty similar. Um, she's a little bit more redhead in Aquaman than she was in both Justice League's accent in one version of Justice League and another. <laughs> uh, Mr. Defoe looks completely different as Volko in Justice League than he did in Aquaman. So there were things that were changing at the time that Juan was in production in the first film. So I imagine that's kind of created script issues and stuff like that and what they had to figure out to do. I imagine some things got reshot and some things got cut. Um, so I'm not surprised that this seems to be more of a tighter ship. This seems to be more of a James. Uh, well, the first movie is a James Wan movie, but you know, Aquaman's established in this Wan world, right? I know it's part of the shared DC universe, but this is James Wan's playground here, and it just—I I think it just springboards more into a Wan film than even the last one did. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with Manta, uh, with Doctor Shin. Shin, I believe Shin. Um, yep. I'm excited to see the role he has in the movie. He had a little teaser at the end, uh, and I'm excited to see what they do 
with uh, Nemo and stuff like that. Um, Lost Kingdom, this this seems more swashbuckling than the last one. Yes. Uh, so I'm excited to see what uh, Juan comes up with. I'm excited to see what monsters he comes up with because we know that's his favorite part. Right. As the third act of Aquaman was absolutely brilliant and just magical and mythological and just, you know, kaiju. It just – just a lot of fun. Uh, I, so I'm happy Dolph is excited. I'm happy technology has uh, advanced. I know I didn't see anything wrong with the with the previous film. I thought it was groundbreaking in, in terms of technology and how they you know displayed the water the, effects yeah. and the talking underwater and stuff like that. I'm glad they didn't use any of those dolphin noises that was in the Snyder cut. I kind of appreciate the uh, the actual speaking of a language that I can understand. Um, so you know I, I'm I'm just pumped. I, I you know. It, I, everyone knows how much I love Aquaman. Everyone knows how I love uh, shirtless Momoa. Uh, who doesn't love Dolph? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I stand. I'm, I'm a big Amber Heard fan. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like her, and it's a topic of conversation on Twitter constantly. Yeah. Yeah, but, one that uh, I'm not. I don't want to get into. But I just yes, I don't right. care about their personal lives. I care about what they do on screen. That's just me. Um, so yes. uh, I'm pumped for Aquaman too. Uh, I can't wait to see it. And uh, you know, it has wrapped filming. Momoa announced that this week. Yep. So they are going into post production, which is very exciting. And uh, that movie comes next out year. next year, right? Next December, a year from it's now, still, probably. Yep. Yep. It's still slated for 2022, as far as we know. So. So this year we have Spider-Man. Next year we have Aquaman, and um, couldn't be happier. Great they're Christmas take, presents they, from Hollywood. They're taking Star Wars's place for as as. Um, yeah. Well, remember Christmas December movie. used to be kind of a dead period. You know, yeah. the industry takes a, a, a pretty much a month off yeah. between Christmas and the new year. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's exciting to see that, you know, be, it's, hey, I'll give Star Wars credit. They made December a hot month for movies. So thank you, Star Wars. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, with you. Everything you said, man. I'm, I'm totally with uh, – I was one of the – I think of our group, I was one of the first people to see Aquaman because I got to go to a special screening for it. And um, I loved it from the beginning. So I am I want more of this. It's such a different movie uh, because of the technology. I'm interested to see if he brings the trench back. Obviously, we know he was going to do that movie. Then it's not happening now. So – it's going to be cool to see if he brings the trench back in this one to get that, like you said, the monsters involved to bring them back in. And it's just great to see them. a character who literally was a joke for a long time, finally getting his due and just all the great people who were involved from Ramona Frandon to, to uh, Jeff Johns, just everyone who made Aquaman the, the character that he is. And he's finally getting some respect. Like the, you know, more people recognize Aquaman now via Jason Momoa than they will robot chicken. That, and that's what I appreciate. That was the key. Um, casting him was the key to make the make yeah, him cool. Give it to like, Snyder, man. He saw something and he yes, did it. Yes, he. I think Snyder knew, like you said, he's been a joke for so long. We need to ca- cast someone with gravitas and a cool factor. No to make one's him making cool. fun of Momoa, bro. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Nobody is gonna make fun of that guy. So, uh, and he's such a nice guy. Like he seems like such a nice guy. Every time you see him in a in an interview or. He just seems like such a cool. He's guy. He's got so. such a sense of style. I wish I, I could know, dress man. like that. I. I dress like such a schlub. I mean, look the at me. Hair, his t-shirt. The hair. Oh, man. That guy the is The beard. Just, what a great beard. Some, yep. Some some guys just come out of the womb with, with, that, with, that, with that it factor. He's one of those guys. Yeah, man, so he's got it. Definitely, definitely looking forward to, to this one. All right. So a couple more things real quick. Uh, another trailer that I didn't really – we didn't talk about, but I just saw that we have on the rundown. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that 
the movie, I believe, is going to be on Netflix. Yes. They dropped a little teaser. Um, there's not much in the teaser. <laughs> Uh, but it's very horror-ish. Yeah, it's a drops, very horror-ish. Uh, teaser, right? February eighteenth of, yes. of next year. So this coming February. Yep. There's a lot of doors and, and empty spaces, and then directed picture. by uh, not directed, produced by Fetty Alvarez, who did yes. uh, Don't Breathe, I believe. Yes. Um, um, just uh, I love Fetty. I think he's he's a master of horror, and so. uh, you know it, it had all the great like just tropes of like. Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like you said. Yes. The, 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 you know, just really, really interesting stuff. Uh, just chainsaws through the floorboards, people screaming, just blood everywhere. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I, I can't wait. I just – I love watching uh, slashers slash people. <laughs> you know, I, I love watching teenagers get killed in horror movies. <laughs> so it's great. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I You know, I know it's it's Netflix, so it's not, it's not a big motion picture, but um, Netflix has been doing some pretty good stuff. And I'll, I'll be sure to check it out. I believe this is a sequel, though, to the first movie. I think yes. that's where it takes place. Yes. So they're going to they, do it a uh, Halloween style. Yeah, they make it very clear in the beginning that it's for 1974 and the words across the screen and, you know, a, a legend was born or whatever. And they talk about all that. And then uh, they show you some clips from the actual film. So I agree with you. Um, I was never a huge fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but this actually looks very, very cool. So I'll give it a watch. I think you only need to watch the original. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, but definitely, um, it, you're right. It has all the 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 hints of what a horror movie is in, mm -hmm. in the trailer. So if you like horror and you watch this, you're probably going to be drawn in and want to watch it. Uh, so check that out, guys. Um, especially for our horror fans, as you know, Pete and I both like horror. We do the the Halloween show every year. So for the people out there who who love horror with us, uh, go check that out. Another trailer. Now, as we know, we got to see this guy on Titans, uh, Hank Hall Hawk, who was played by Alan Richson. Well, he's now playing Jack Reacher, and it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And there's a trailer out there for that. So, Pete, what did you think of the trailer? Did you see? Have you seen the movies with Tom Cruise? And I, I saw the first. I've never read the books. I've seen the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not know that Jack Reacher was supposed to be this big hulking man, and yes. that the size of Tom Cruise was a huge issue for fans of the novels. I didn't know that. I enjoyed the first two movies. I thought they were pretty good. You know, I love Tom Cruise action films. Um, so even even like a movie like The Mummy, I can enjoy because I, I appreciate what Cruz does and what he brings to all his films, especially since he does all his stunts. But I, I thought this was cool. I, it felt different. It felt kind of more lighthearted, but yet more action packed in a weird way. Um, uh, you know, Rickson is a, he's a cool dude. I kind of fell in love with him in Titans. I, I yeah. you know, I forgot he was Aquaman at one point. So you know, you two got to battle it out for the title uh, at some point here. Um, but um, I'm, I'll check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It looks like it's a good time. And you know, he's he's such a charismatic dude. He's almost. He's almost Momoa-like. Like, he's got that charisma that just kind of captures you, and you're just like, what's this guy up to? And that was evident in Titans up until the demise, you yeah. know, that damn Red Hood. And but we got him shame. back in the show. We got him back in an episode, so that was cool. Yeah. So, you know, he'll 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 make some, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> ghost projections at some point and later on, I guess. <laughs> in Titans. <laughs> we'll see. You know, make an ectoplasmic residue or two. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, uh, I'll check it out. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely worth my time. I, I love action stuff. This feels very. It almost gives me like eighties action vibes. Like it kind of feels very lethal weapony. You know. Yeah. And it's funny, I w- I didn't know this until I read the, the piece, the article that goes along with the little clip trailer that we got, that Kristen Kroik from Smallville is also on the cast of the Jack Reacher mm-hmm. show, uh, which I think is cool because he was on Smallville too, so I believe. It's a reunion. So, yeah, so it's kind of cool that you, there's that little connection there between those two uh, there. But yeah, um, I did, it's funny that they bring up the height thing because my brother-in-law read the books and I remember when Jack Reacher, the first film came out, I spoke to him and he told me, he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, I know they picked Tom Cruise. He goes, but Jack Reacher is supposed to be this big hulking guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so obviously they rectified that because Alan Richardson is a big hulking guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they rectified that. Yeah. And the trailer looks cool. I mean, the story seems pretty cool. Um, I like these types of shows, so I'll probably definitely give this a watch, at least a try and see what it's like. But um, it's a nice change of pace for something. And this is why I think Hawkeye works so well for us is like we're so used to these fantastical elements when we get something that's really grounded and literally like, okay, like it can't really happen, but it, you can say this takes place in, in our world it, where we live in our, in our, in our space. And right. I think it's easy for us to relate to that. It's the, the every man, right? Yeah. Like that stuff. It, it's, it's nice because again, like there's no aliens, there's no, right. it's just, it's, it's just grounded. It's real. It's down to earth. Right. I, like, I, I think I, that's I why that. John Wick resonates so well with people too. Like he's yeah. just a guy who's got a crap hand handed, you know, and, Obviously, he's a trained guy, but he's, he's still, he was trying to live a normal yeah, he's life. he's just a dude, you know? Yeah, he was just a guy. And yeah, so this is another one along those lines. And um, I'll definitely like give it a shot. That's why Shaft worked for so many years. Yep, it's true. It's true. The the one, and I mean, obviously Batman, right? Like, you know, if, you, if you're a billionaire, maybe you could do the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you have the resources, hey, maybe you could do it and, and be, a, be that kind of a hero. So yeah, so guys, check out the trailer for it, Jack Reacher. Uh, it's on YouTube, everywhere else you want to check it out. All right, the last story, let's go back to James Wan. Um, so we there's an article out there that Malignant, which obviously James Wan directed, uh, might be getting a sequel. So the star Annabelle Wallace spoke about it. And she says there's plenty of ideas swirling around. We're very, very flattered by the reception and I think taken aback by the reception. So yeah, there's a lot of conversations happening. Um, obviously this came out in September and, um, I still haven't seen it, which I'm kind of upset about. Dude. But, uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to give it a watch. Uh, I've heard so much about this third act that now I definitely, definitely have. mind blow. I, let me tell you, I watched this. <laughs> so, I remember my brother didn't know about this and because, you know, um, because of wh- wh- who I am, and what I do, right. I, you know, I, I'll, sometimes I'll catch things before he does. And I remember it was like one September and I was like, Hey, like, we were just kind of hanging out and I was like, do you want to watch this new James Wan horror movie that's out? You know, it's kind of like, let's kick off Halloween in late September. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't know about it. And we're watching it. And like the movie is really kind of twisted. And we're like, oh, dude, like what's going on here? Who is this killer? And then they, they do the, the the third act reveal. And you're like, whoa, like we did not see this coming. And then you go back and you do your research and then you see all the Easter eggs and all the breadcrumbs that Juan left behind that you didn't pick up on because you're so interested in the kill. And you're like, wow, it was all in front of my face the whole time. 
just brilliant. I, I one of the one of my favorite reveals ever. Like I just I didn't see it coming and I didn't expect it, and I you know executed flawlessly and brilliantly. Like only only from the mind of James Wan can something like this happen, and. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know how he can make a sequel to this. All right, I'm so that sure. gives me a little insight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know how he's going to make a sequel to this, but I'm very interested in seeing what he does. Yeah. Uh, again, I didn't see the first one. But I, I, you, I remember you talking about it, and now, um, now that there's whispers of this, I'm going to have to watch it because I feel stupid that I haven't. But uh, definitely, I will check it out. And I, tonight, I, hey, you got to watch Sonic and and um, <laughs> and Malignant. Two, two totally completely different. different movies. I don't know which one you want to watch first. I don't know if you want to get scared shitless and then kind of calm down while watching Sonic, or if you just want to build the tension and watch Sonic. First. I think I think Malignant will pro- would probably win out if I was going to watch the movie tonight. So I'll definitely give that give that a watch. But yeah, I mean, I like James Wan, so I'm sure I'll enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that you're right, that guy's mind. All these guys who do hard, their minds are just different than all. Than all of and ours. now they're all directing DC movies. Crazy, right? Wan, Sandberg, Eddie. Where's Fetty Alvarez? Let's get yeah. him involved, right? He's Come on, next. Or, or, or who else from New Line wants to come hasn't aboard there been DC? Rumors in the past too of a Del Toro doing DC Justice films? League Dark has been right? rumored in the past. So uh, there you, you know, go. So maybe Sam Raimi gets a little resurgence out of Doctor hey, Strange. Do- yeah, he's doing an MCU film. You know, so maybe maybe we can get him to do some sort of DC film. I mean, he's a he's an accomplished director. Let's get him aboard. Man, crazy Gunn, time. Got horror roots, Slither. Yeah, he wrote uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, you know, like these horror guys are really taking over. And uh, you know, hey, you look, you make your name with a studio for making a successful movie on a low budget and uh, that's how you get your 200 million dollar temple that seems to be the plan the 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 very well executed plan by these guys at least you make your horror make your horror franchise or, or get one like the conjuring and that's it right like it just you know as, crazy, long as, someone, crazy as long as someone gets their hands on jason Voorhees soon <laughs> please he's the only one not to, we've gotten freddie reboots we've gotten michael reboots we've gotten two michael reboots give me some jason give me some jason yeah i i think because there's like 80 of them already it's kind of a harder sell <laughs> i mean there's as many halloween films that's true. Hollow, you're right. Halloween, Halloween there are Freddy Krueger, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I don't, they're, they're all, they've, they all, it's, I hate when people are like, why are they rebooting this? Because people love it. That's why. Yeah. These are, you know, these are our mythological characters in our society. Are these, are these movie characters? They're larger I than want, life. And, you know, whether they're saving people or, or slitting their throats, like, we want to see them on screen. I'd like, it's I wouldn't simple. mind another. Uh, I wouldn't mind another Jason or another Freddy uh, interpretation. Yeah, I think movie. I think they're both overdue. Think, yeah, you know? I think especially being a Jersey boy, I I, I need some Voorhees in my life. Like, <laughs> you know, I I want you know uh, Camp, uh, Camp Novosoku, like stuff like that. Like, I I hope it's filmed in Jersey. And I, you know, while I don't hate the twenty the two thousand nine reboot of Jason, it, there's parts of it that I do think were 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 not as yeah. ideal. And, but you know. I agree with that. I, 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 I think, you know, with the resurgence of even Chucky, Chucky got that new TV show, which I think was really good. I'm, I have to finish it, but I thought that was brilliant. If you haven't watched that, that Chucky show, it's the best thing that happened to Chucky since Child's Play 1. I really do believe that. Um, so I think a lot of these horror guys are, are getting shots, and I, I think it's time uh, for Jason to have his. Uh, I believe that, the, the you know, the, the two camps involved have settled their legal disputes. So I, I think it's time to make a movie. 
Yeah, I hope so. Well, like I said, Jason and Freddy getting another shot. Um, and I hope that if they were to do Freddy again, I hope they would stick more to the Robert Englund interpretation than what we got from Jackie Earl Hurley, Hilly, even though I don't hate that reboot. Though. I don't hate it either. Um, I think it's better than Freddy too. But it's just not the Freddy that I grew up on, I guess. So I guess I kind of want that guy back, um, even though some of those movies are not good at all. <laughs> very, very bad movies. I, just, I know I know you're but, a big Freddy guy, but outside of the first one, they don't really do it for me, man. I don't know. It's just I guess it's just what you gravitate towards. He's I think I maybe it doesn't work for you because he's got more of a personality than maybe you think a, a slasher should. Um I don't know, but no, that's... it's not really that. I don't know. It, the, I think it's just the lack of Craven. You know, like he really kind of the first one and the third one are my two favorites from that I franchise. I don't like. I don't even like uh, F- uh, New- Freddy's New Nightmare, whatever that's called. I, don't, I dig that one. I liked New Nightmare. Um, it was a little weird. I didn't like the balance between fake and real world. It, 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 so. I think it was ahead of its time, actually. But um. But yeah, obviously the first one is the standard, and that's the one that yeah. Oh, it's that, great. It's yeah, great. one that everyone loves and knows. And um, if you guys have probably my favorite Johnny Depp role, even more than uh, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Well, if you guys haven't seen the movies that made us, it talks about um, they do one on um, Nightmare on Elm Street and how that pretty much created New Lights. So it's a really, really cool uh, episode of the movies that made us. So Freddy Krueger created Walter Hamada who fixed DC films. Yes. He literally, (laughs) that studio created a lot of what we still see today, which is crazy when you think about it, but off of that film, because that was the only, it's still funny to me that new line cinema made blade, which is a Marvel movie and new line is a WB company, which owns DC. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy when you think back, but Oh. Oh man. See, this content, all it's this all content connected. is all Freddy's fault. <laughs> Somebody tell Bill it's all connected. He's got to calm down. <laughs> all right, man. So I think we're at the end of the line for this show. So go ahead and tell everyone what you got going on, where they can find you. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite video, at Pete Illustrated. Uh, follow this podcast, the podcast you're listening to now, Straight Out of Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. Check out both for following all the news. Everything we talk about on the show is posted on all of our social media accounts. Um, check out at Team Yellow Oval as I celebrate the return of Keaton in the Yellow Oval. Check out Italians for Spidey. Uh, me and the Carusos are recording another episode tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a couple of episodes. We're doing a couple first four issues of uh, Spider-Man Beyond, the new arc, and uh, we're going to take a quick look back at Andrew Garfield's uh, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, check out BatmanOnFilm.com for my comic reviews. Check out Batman on Film uh, YouTube for all my interviews and toy reviews and stuff like that. Eric, take it away. All right, as you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at Finally33, spell Finale33. As Pete mentioned, check us out on Facebook, a straight out of Gotham Group M page. Um, we post a lot of the, we post all of our content there. Um, sometimes I might even post something weird, even on my even on our Twitter handle. So check us out over there. I might post a little question or I might post a recipe of something I cooked, or you never know. So whatever motivates me at that moment at that time, I'll throw up there. Um couple of ideas kicking around in my head going forward uh pete and i have discussed doing maybe a sports show uh, a couple of things going on maybe for the new year we can have we got ideas we got ideas hammer none something of them are down. good but we got ideas <laughs> so yeah we have our something down obviously we're both as you guys know if you listen to the show we're both big sports fans as well so um you know baseball seasons actually crazily enough not that far away <laughs> So uh, a lot of stuff going on there. So we just have a lot of ideas going on. And let us know if you guys like that stuff. If we have fans there, hit us up. Tell us if you want to hear more of it. 
uh, because it's something we love doing and, um, you know, we just have a good time doing this. Also, as I've mentioned in the last episode, we will be doing our holiday uh, fundraiser. Haven't still haven't decided yet, but I got to get cracking on that because it's coming literally two weeks away. Stop eating all that raw liver, bro. <laughs> well, no, just keep keep so, it up for your health. I'm just saying, you know, just you're taking this whole liver king thing to a new level. You know, once I get something going, I, it's hard for me to stop. So, but definitely want to, um, you know, do a little bit of our fundraiser again. It'll be a silent auction. So if anyone out there wants to participate wants to help has an item they want to donate that we can auction off um, hit up pete or i at our twitter handles you can hit us up on facebook um you can hit us up our email at straight og right at straight og straight og at gmail.com it's straight uh straight og podcast straight OG podcast yes at gmail.com hit us up over there and you can uh we will get more details and we could work something out so I believe that is it for this one. I hope you guys had a good time. For Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah! <laughs>